Hey there, welcome to Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. I'm Dan Fox. And I'm Frank Knight. Hey Frank, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm abundantly blessed. This is season number three, episode number 15 of Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. A little roadmap for where we're going tonight. Going to try to, uh, basically we're just doing uh, NFL this week. Uh, No real reason to do baseball. Baseball's still doing the lockout. The NBA does have its marquee um, day of Christmas Day coming up here, but even that is diminished because of all the COVID and all the COVID rules and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk, touch on, on COVID and stuff here for a few minutes, as, but mainly in the context of the NFL. Um, the college football is in the bowl season, so there's no real reason to talk much about that because all the other bowls that are going on, as much fun as they are, go Flames. The Liberty Flames won their bowl. Yeah, they um, won all right. The the bowl games really don't make don't matter um, until you get to New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is the final four, uh, the two semifinal games that leading the following week to the finals. Right. So there's no sense in talking about that. The NHL will let Frank Crow about his his mm. Rangers, even though the NHL is now on a break as well. Yeah. It would help if I would actually watch the games, but I haven't really gotten into it yet, as I said. Okay. So, so we're just really going to focus on uh, last week's uh, crazy week in the NFL. Crazy. Uh, it was it was pretty crazy. By the way, Merry Christmas, everybody. Right. Mer- right back at you, Frank. Merry Christmas to you and to all of you willing to put up with us and all our silliness. Uh, th- we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'd like to dive into week number... Uh, week number sixteen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We only have three weeks to go here in the in the regular season, and then it's playoff time. So. Playoffs. <laughs> That's right. We're talking playoffs. About, we're talking about playoffs. Um, I just hope we can win a game. So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Some of you know that. Some of you are like, what? I had the opportunity to see a very interesting uh, football type movie. Uh, that, sure. That football type movie is the the new Kurt Warner movie. Aha. Uh-huh. So, uh, what do you remember about Kurt Warner's career, Frank? I didn't become aware of him until um, the quarterback Green from the Rams got injured. What was his first name? It was Trent Green. Trent Green got hurt. Trent Green was a quarterback for Kansas City. He showed some flashes. Um, never very consistent, but showed some flashes of greatness, and then he kept getting hurt. Um, and then he became a free agent and came over, and, and San, San, uh, not San Diego, um, the St. Louis Rams mm-hmm. were putting together this mega powerful offense, yeah. and they made Trent Green a they, huge they priority. They meal. Right. They made uh, him a huge priority in free agency because they figured they knew he'd be a good trigger man for the offense they wanted to run. Yeah, so all I knew is Trent Green got hurt and in came a guy named Kurt Warner. And I don't think I'm alone in not knowing who uh, Kurt Warner was at the time. No, you were not. And all of a sudden, he's throwing touchdown passes left and right, and the team is flying high. He threw 18 touchdown passes and three interceptions in the first six weeks. Yeah, and I remember um, Vermeil after Green got hurt. Uh, you know, Vermeil was famous for getting tearful at times, and he was in being very emotional. Yeah, about he his was players. in a uh, uh, press conference situation after the game where he got hurt, and he started crying and said, 
we're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep moving on. We're gonna go with Kurt Warner, and we're gonna do this and that and the other thing. Right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna rally behind there Kurt. Go. We're go. going to uh, play hard for him and rally. They did, right. and yeah. All the way to the Super Bowl. All the way to the MV- the regular season MVP mm-hmm. and the Super Bowl MVP. And <clears throat> Kurt Warner uh, is a, a player that play- he played in his college football at University of Northern Iowa. And even then, he didn't get to start until several games into his senior year. And, and he put up video game type numbers. Um, in the when he finally got the opportunity to start, for some reason he didn't. I guess he didn't play very well in practice. Didn't play very well, like in in scrimmages and stuff. But when the lights came on and it was game time, he lit it up. Played some arena ball, right? He did. He played in the arena league that is now defunct, um, and he played for the Iowa Barnstormers. Um, he got a invite. He got an invite to Green Bay's training camp. And he himself admits that he wasn't ready. Uh, he was too cautious. He didn't want to do things that he didn't feel he did well. And so he just played very poorly um, there. And so he was actually bag- bagging and groceries and stocking shelves That's the famous in story. a supermarket in Iowa mm-hmm. when he finally got a chance to uh, work out for the St. Louis Rams. Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Um, so that's a line from Field of Dreams, Rich. That's a baseball movie. It's a really good one. So you mentioned Green Bay. I'm going to back up a second. I was watching the pregame stuff uh, last week for football. I didn't feel that well, so I didn't make church, and I was watched it online. But um, I show up. So I'm watching the pregame uh, stuff, which I never get to see because I'm usually at church. Steve Mariucci, who was a Green Bay, I guess the offensive coordinator at the mm-hmm. time or yes. some role, he was poking fun at himself for, you know, kind of not embracing um, Warner as, you know, the star that he became. Well, and right, I mean, Kurt Warner himself says that he wasn't ready when he worked out for Green Bay. And then he right. worked out for, uh, in the at the end of the season, it's called a futures contract in the NFL. At the end of the season, a team will sign a bunch of guys uh, to, to their roster because the rosters expand. And those guys are basically supposed to do the entire offseason with the team and then go into training camp with the team. Um, that Rams team really was loaded. I mean, very with much talent. So. Especially the offense, but the defense, too. They right. were a good, solid team. Yes. And so Warner had a lot to work with. So then, even though he signed with the signed with St. Louis, um, that offseason, St. Louis actually sent him to NFL Europe another defunct minor league. I've forgotten that. Um, and he played 10 games in NFL Europe um, and played very well in NFL Europe. But it was definitely a minor league kind of thing. I assume you went to the theater to see the movie? It just came out? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've been to a theater in forever. Yeah. Um, so then he, um, after he came back from NFL Europe, he was serving as the third-string quarterback. And Dick Vermeil himself said uh, in an interview I heard today, that he, uh, that Kurt Warner was put out there uh, in preseason, and he threw like nine passes, and two of them were completions, and one of them was an interception, huh. and he was not overly impressive. That's a completion. And yeah, I gave well, to the other <laughs> team, uh, and so he was carried on the roster for a year as the third team player, 
Um, and then he uh, came back the next year, and they moved him up to second string, and that's when Trent Green got injured. And then they they moved him up, and the team was called the greatest show on turf. Yeah. And Kurt Warner just was the perfect trigger man for that offense. A lot he of those offensive very, players are in the pro, um, Hall, of, Hall fame. of Fame now. He. Uh, he had an extremely quick release. He was not a very mobile quarterback, but he had an extremely quick release, much like Dan Marino. They threw it down the field a lot, too. Yes. They were not a check-down team. Yeah, Uh, They were uh, the modern version of the Air Coriel offense, if you know anything Mm -hmm. about the development of football. Uh, There were two schools of thoughts in the early 1980s, late 1970s, early 1980s of offensive football. One was Don Coriel, who was the offensive coordinator for the San Diego uh, Chargers Chargers. with Dan Fouts uh, manning the helm there. And then the other school of thought for offense was the uh, Bill Walsh school of thought with the uh, what's called the X shallow cross, the West Coast offense. Um, and being Joe Montana being the the trigger man there. Interestingly enough, Kenny Anderson was the quarterback for Cincinnati, and in, in several people's opinion, including including Bill Walsh, Ken Anderson was a better trigger man for that offense than Joe Montana. Yeah, because Walsh was with Cincinnati before getting the job as right. the head coach of San right. Francisco. But Ken, Kenny Anderson put up some good num- years, but he just did not have the length of career. And he was a really good player. Right, I mean. of, of Joe Montana. Didn't have the success and didn't have the longevity of, of Joe Montana. Helps to have a, all the tools around you that Joe Montana totally. had too. But, but anyway, then uh, the greatest show on turf, they go all the way to the Super Bowl, and they win the Super Bowl. One of the great games yeah. ever. Uh, comes right down to the very last play, uh, the wide, the tight end for uh, the the Tennessee Titans reaching out. That's the same year Is he a as tight end. Yeah, he was a tight end. He was like reaching over. Mm. Um, the the linebacker tackled I him. Remember the name, but yeah, um, yeah, the linebacker tackled him at like the two yard line. He was trying to reach the ball, extended over. It was excruciating. If fell like literally like eight inches short. Yeah. Uh, of being right a, down to the last second. Yeah, and um, that was the same year as the Music City Miracle. Yes. That was the only reason that uh, the Titans were able to move on past the wild card. still controversial round. play. Yes. Um, so Was it a backwards pass or not? I, I don't think it. I think it was. It happened on a I think kickoff. It was par- yes, I think it was parallel or backwards. It definitely was not forward. Yeah, okay. Um, so, um, interesting movie. Uh, Kurt Warner... A man of character, a man of faith, um, a, a man as well as Vermeil. C- committed to his family, um, and uh, you know, just I want to. I wanted to take this time to talk about that movie to sort of promote it because, unfortunately, so much of, of movies and stuff that are out there um, don't really have a positive message. Um, and an uplifting message, and yeah. this one totally does. Heard that the guy who played Warner was excellent. Yeah, he was very believable as Kurt Warner. Mm. Uh, he did not look out of place playing the role of a quarterback and stuff. I'd like uh, to see so, it. Yeah. I wish uh, I was invited, it, I would have went. It's called uh, American Underdog, the <laughs> Kurt Warner story. Uh, so I would really encourage you to uh, look that movie up and, and make some time. Maybe if you have some time over the holidays here, go see that movie. I think you'll be very pleased um, and it, there's, it's a, it's a great story. And I think it's something, that, especially if you have a family and kids that you can sit and talk with your kids 
about the about the movie and about the players, and I think you'll have a really good family conversation. You know, there's a sidebar to the movie uh, regarding um, one of the children because didn't Warner. Warner's wife have a couple children already, and they yes. had children together, and well, one of them was special needs. Right, the oldest one, I believe, is special and needs. And Warner talked a lot about how he learned so much from that kid. Right, and his perseverance. Him. Yeah, that and how he how he viewed others. Right. So, yeah, sounds like a great heartwarming story. So I would highly recommend it. Um, and uh, it's not, you know, a pulse-pounding kind of movie, but it, it definitely is uh, uplifting. Let's so check it out. All right. Um, so we are going to uh, – uh, this is the oblig- obligatory opportunity for me to let Frank Crow about his, his Rangers. Huh. So uh, the N- NHL. So the Flyers suck, so I, I'm not saying a word. Uh, the Flyers are just terrible. So, you know, even Charles Barkley would well, say terrible. Um, so. I mean, I'm not like some big expert on even the Rangers roster at the moment, Dan. I'm not pretending to be. But I'm a fan, you know, so I always root for them to win. And I know that they've toughened up this year with some of the moves they made. They're getting really good goaltending. And they still have a lot of good offensive players. So they're m- managing to win games uh, that they might have lost last year based on that toughness and playing defense better. So I'm happy to see that they're right up there at the top of the standings. Well, they're one point out of first place. And, um, you know, I feel like they're, based on what I've seen in terms of watching, what I do is I watch the highlights of the games. A little more than halfway through the season. Yeah, I watch the highlights of the games. So they're just scoring plays and the opponent's scoring plays. And it looks like they're playing good, solid hockey. So happy about that. And I'll get into it soon. Okay. Um, Sunday is the showcase for the NBA. Usually... The unofficial beginning of the NA, of the NBA season is Christmas Day. Usually, the uh, the NBA puts like their marquee teams and marquee matchups on Christmas Day for the first time. Even though the season starts at the end of October, um, they, it's kind of a casual slow start, and then things really kind of pick up at at Christmas time. Did I see that Anthony Davis of the Lakers is injured? Yes, he's out for at least four weeks with a uh, MCL sprain. And they're already kind of a middle-of-the-road record-wise right, they're, al- right, they're already right? a 500 so team. So what do you think that means for them? I think it means that they're going to have a whole lot of problems uh, being able to position themselves. Now, with all the talent they have, if they can squeak into the playoffs, they could still make some noise okay. with the talent they have. But the question is, will the talent they have if they try to make up and play extra minutes to cover for Anthony Davis, is that going to hurt them in the long run? Yeah. Um, and is Anthony Davis going to get hurt, or is any of them going to get hurt? Yeah, we, we talked before about how they're an older team, so, you know. Very much so. So to breaking down. The, <clears throat> I wanted to take a couple minutes and talk about COVID. Um, COVID-19, the Omicron vari- uh, variable or, or, or variant, variant, variant yeah. I'm sorry, variant uh, that's right. out now and everything. Um by all the scientific data that has been out there, it seems like Omicron is much more contagious, but it is much more mild in its impact, right. uh, le- much less life-threatening uh, than the original. A lot of physicians are liking it to the cold, right? common cold, right? And which begs, symptoms-wise. begs the question, uh, brings up two questions for me sports-wise. And I, I say say this in the context, and I don't want to talk about the national d- debate or politics or, or mandates or any of that right, stuff. Right, right. From a context of sports, I, I have two questions. First of all, my first question is, why are they testing, COVID testing, non-symptomatic players? 
what if you're if you're not displaying any symptoms and omicron is supposed to be much less intense and much less dangerous why are they testing asymptomatic players i thought i don't know all the protocol i thought that those that were not vaccinated were under more scrutiny in terms of testing. Right, but every but uh, at least twice a week in almost every now the NFL has backed it off to once a week, but the the other leagues at least twice a week all players are tested for COVID. So their protocol is different for a vaccinated player than it is for non-vaccinated. Very true. Right? So that yes. would be the reason. But what what danger does a vaccinated player have of, of being with a with a with a non-vaccinated well, theoretically they shouldn't have any and that does sound fl- political but um you know that is the kind of the big argument what right. why get vaccinated if it's so if uh you know you're right. so susceptible. oh i'm talking about the the vaccinated player if if i'm vaccinated why i shouldn't be under any danger to be with someone that is unvaccinated. well that's why i said it that way yeah. um so why would you get vaccinated if you're f- in fear of still getting covid and the worst symptoms of COVID, you're not going to. Right. Uh, theoretically. That's the promise of the vaccine. I, I think the, the vaccines, and I, again, I'm not trying to be political or anything like that, but I think it's proven out that the vaccines have at least made, the, 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 they, have, they have not lived up to the promise that, that, you can, that you wouldn't get COVID if you got the vaccine. Just we, that the symptom, worst symptoms would be milder. Well, yeah. They, Significantly right, milder. Right. Um, and I, and I, that's good. That's sure. good. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm pro, I, I'm, I'm, not, am yeah, I'm not, I'm not anti-vax, even right. though I'm not vaccinated. Right. I am full, I'm not fully vaccinated because I didn't get the booster, but I am vaccinated. And, um, well, you had that option, huh? Yeah. So I just look at it and say, I don't understand why they're testing players that are asymptomatic. That, that I, I don't get that. Like that they don't. They don't test players for the flu. Yeah. They don't test players for uh, for uh, bronchitis. I think there's a false narrative that, about that, this right. new uh, variant. Right. That's I, I why, agree with if you. If you want the truth, and no, no, and I agree it, with you. It can get very political this discussion because I believe that's what it's all about. But uh, I'm not going to go there. All right. Then my second question, if you know that one, the first one goes unanswered. My second question is, if <clears throat> if COVID and in the the whole testing and all this stuff and and all the protocols of uh, you have to pass two um, two uh, tests and test negative twice right. before you're allowed to play again and mm-hmm. stuff over it, what a forty eight hour period yes it's usually over a forty eight in some leagues it's a seventy two but in in the NFL it's a forty eight right. hour period that's what I'm um, NFL but um, I just I just don't understand why if if these players are all in the in the age range that is in almost not i mean it's like point it's not even one percent danger Mm -hmm. of having a life-threatening situation because of all this so i don't understand why they need to be tested so as often i would like to know it too and then and then on top of that like nobody says boo that michael jordan is famous for playing with the flu you know, Michael Jordan had the flu, and he's famous for persevering through and being going out there. And there has been not one, not one case, uh, case of COVID that can be traced to having contracted COVID from playing on the field. 
whether yeah, it be basketball, whether it be hockey, basketball, or or NFL or a college football, that those not one tr- case can be traced back to getting it while while being on the field. I kind of laughed when I heard that because have you watched the games? What happens after the game's over? Yeah. Everybody's standing there, maskless, face to face. Right. Of course, they're giving and each they, other COVID. Right. They hug. They hug. They high five. Yeah, that's they, when it's happening. No, no. I'm saying there has not been one. I. I they're getting it from each other. We, you, you know it as well as There's I. There's not been one documented I case, but, but that well, where there, they've maybe got there it on the field. But I'll bet you it's happened. Is what I'm saying. Well. I'm just saying that there has not been one documented case. And Particularly so, with this variant because it's so spreadable. Right, but they tested water in the Orlando, in the Orlando area right. uh, from several different areas of town coming into their sewers, in their sewers, into their water sewer treatment plant. And they tested it from different areas and every single test came back positive for Omicron. And you mm. say, that, that, that's wow. terrible. Like, everybody's got, yes, but like, Almost none of those people, number one, realize it. Number two, it's not really impacting or affecting them. Yeah. Um, right. And, you know. Yeah, it, it is crazy, Dan. It drives me nuts. And, again, we don't want to make this a political show. Right. But I'm sure somewhere along the line this relates to somebody wanting everybody to be vaccinated. Uh, period. That's my opinion. No, I agree so with you. there I and said it. So, well, again, I, I, I don't want to get – I'm just trying to look at it through the lens of sports. And I'm getting, I'm very frustrated, and it's not even really affecting our our NFL team. Um, well, I think and, the, the NFL is kind of changing as they go. They have been changing protocols, and I think they're going to continue to change. Sure, because I think they also realize that as the players are not allowed to play, it could kill their ratings. Right, right, and so these decisions can be made based on money, like everything is. Well, well, like Tuesday night was a terrible dog of a game with. The, the the team that the um, that the Washington football team put out there on the field. Yep. Um, so many of their of their really good players, including both of their quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, were unable to play, and it just led them to be lambs to the slaughter for the Eagles. And Eagle fans, you can jump up and down. Hey, Hannah, you can jump up and down and get all excited about winning that game, but you beat a guy that was literally called into service while he was picking up his daughter from school. The game was pretty close most of the game. <laughs> so. I mean, and I wouldn't be all jumping up and down excited about kind it. Kind of give Washington some credit for staying in it as long as they did, to be honest with you. I, I, yeah, I agree. But Not that I ever want to just, give Washington It was just a, a dog of a game. It and, was. And I'm just tired of, of what I consider sports are already a lot watered down from where what they used to you be. Think? And now, with all this COVID stuff, it's getting watered down even more. It is. And then you've got the Especially terrible... Especially when you consider that it isn't the killer that... Especially this variant is not the killer it's being made out to be. Right. Well, let's get let's be positive. Let's be right. positive. And, it is Christmas time. Yes, it is. So you know, I don't want to get all down. And, and these are valid points. So and I'm just trying to hit some of the major I'm, topics. I'm still of the day. a little confused as to why you know the NFL hasn't taken more of a stand to say, okay, here's what the science says. You know, so why are we having these extra stringent protocols when they're clearly not necessary so and that's the last thing i'll say about it okay well let, at this point hey, let's Rich. let's transition and when we transition i turn it over to my friend frank all right so we hold this podcast at the fox alarms <coughs> warehouse here in easton pennsylvania they set up this palatial 
studio for us where we actually hold the magic. You know, this is where it all happens. And Fox Alarms is a company, it's a family-owned company that's been in business for 49 years now. And what they do is primarily is burglar and fire alarms. So you want to protect yourself, as I always say, against theft, against fire, right? These are important things to protect your business or your home. So in order to do that, and you want to go online, go to www.foxbrothersalarms.com, www.foxbrothersalarms.com. You can reach, go on there and go on the site and see all that they have to offer for your protection. Also, if maybe you're not much for the internet, you could just pick up the phone and dial 1-800-FOX-BROS, B-R-O-S, 1-800-FOX-BROS. When you do that, you want to ask for? Mark! Now it would be Dan's illustrious brother. I'm not going to say anything else. But, yeah, call Fox Alarms, get yourself protected, don't wait. They're here in the Lehigh Valley, uh, which is where we do the podcast from, obviously. And you'll see their signs all over the place. Everybody knows what a great company they are and how they're protecting uh, both businesses and homes. We want to also let you know about our email. Our email is sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. Sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Speaking of that, Rich, any emails this week? We have one email this week. Interesting. Interesting. Before we get to the email, I do want to say we have a Facebook page too, and so if you're if you're um, on Facebook, you know pretty soon it's going to be called something else. But that's the meta. Yeah, uh, you just go on to Facebook. You punch in the name of the show, Sports Fellowship. Excuse me, Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank, and voila, the page shows up, and everything regarding this podcast is on that Facebook page, including the podcasts themselves. So check us out on Facebook. Now, back to the email. Go ahead, Rich. All right. We got an email from a listener. A listener, yeah. Do we know his name? I do. I think we have a pretty good idea, but yeah. he didn't put his name, he or she, sorry, didn't put their name, so. So I'm, I'm just going to read the email, and uh, it's directed towards you, Frank, again. Yes, I, I'm reading it. Frank, it's, it's a I'm being, being a little coy when I ask if we have emails. I know we yeah, do. Here we go. Okay. Um, it starts off as Frank is wrong. That's because this person emailed a few, uh, probably a month ago or so and started off Dan is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so now Frank is wrong. No, we had an interesting conversation all week, but go ahead. All right. So continues. So the Lions messed up a shot at the first overall pick in the 2022 draft by winning a worthless game against the Cardinals. Frank was congrats for me on the Lions win and I mentioned the win bumps them from the first pick to the second pick. Frank is convinced there is no difference in the value between the first and second pick in a draft. Can you talk about the Jimmy Johnson trade value (laughs) chart? And he gives a link to the NFL trade value chart. That's one example. And at the end... He mentions me by saying, Rich, keep looking at your phone. (laughs) Okay, so the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart. In the the NFL draft, trades used to be fairly random Mm -hmm. um, all the way through the 1980s. In the late 1980s, uh, 
trades used to be fairly random. There was no real value or specific value assigned to each each uh, selection in the draft. And when Jimmy Johnson, who was the head coach of a national championship head coach from University of Miami, came into the NFL, he developed a system in which he assigned a point value to each selection in the draft uh, on a on a down downward sliding scale. So pick number one and round number one was worth the most. And then at the time there was 12 rounds and the last pick in the 12th round was worth like one point. Uh, so <clears throat> the way that, the way that he set it up. And um, so the Cowboys used that point value chart to move around the draft, move up and move down the board and uh, with very, very effectively there in the early 1990s to build the team that would go on to win three, yeah. three Super Bowls. Pre-salary cap. Yes, that's very true. Well, not completely pre-salary cap because the third one came within the salary cap. Um, the third, the 1995 Super Bowl yeah, came he within the salary cap. wasn't the Cowboys coach at that point. Well, I'm just saying that that, that Super Bowl came okay. within the salary cap. Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> So that's what he's referring to there in terms of Jimmy Johnson. And now every team in the NFL employs some version of Jimmy Johnson's uh, point value chart. And uh, so go ahead, Frank. You've got the I'd link. like to ask a question about the chart. Okay. Does it refer to, is it related to picking a player or the value of the pick? It's the value of the pick. So if you want to trade the pick, it still applies to the value. Correct. Okay. That's not what Aaron and I were talking about during the week. I was talking about just having the first pick and taking that player does not guarantee you anything. Correct. And I pointed out that 17 of the of all the picks ever, the first pick in the draft ever, have gone to a Super Bowl. 17. And how many picks have there been over the years? A lot. Yeah. So 17 of those first picks in the drafts have gone to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't remember how many of them won it, but not all of them won it either. So that was kind of what I use as my measurement of how important it is. I mean, you know, and then even Aaron pointed out, whoops, sorry to say your name, Aaron, but even he pointed out, you know, uh, Tom, Tom Brady being picked where he was picked in the sixth round. Fifth round. In the fifth round then. And, you know, I said, you're only making my point by saying that. You know, it's not where you pick, it's how you pick. Well, it's also players that and are available luck. to. Yes, th- there's a lot of luck. There's a lot that. of luck. So, But I'm just saying, so what? Detroit doesn't get the first pick this year in the draft. That doesn't mean they can't improve their team. Like, I think you go out and you try and win a game. That To me, that has more integrity than, you know, wanting to lose. My point is... Uh, so Detroit won a game, and now maybe they won't get the very first pick in the draft. But with the fourth pick, they may get an all-time player. Because you, the you first were right ten, six round. You because, were right yeah, six because round the first ten picks in the draft ought to be pretty good players on paper. So you, you don't lose all because you don't get the very first pick in the draft, is my point. Well, and, and, but he's, the, this uh, emailer is also correct in that there is more value to pick 1-1 one, one than there is to pick 1-2. Yeah, he never pointed out the idea of trading, and so when you factor that in, I'll agree that the pick has a little more value, a lot more value, because sometimes people give you two, three picks for the first pick. Right, depending on who's up there and available. I mean, look what Washington gave up to the Rams to move up from, uh, I believe it was number eight to number one to take, no, no, number two to take... 
uh, Robert Griffin the third. Yeah. So there, Aaron, I will um, concede that certainly the pick has a lot of value in terms of being able to trade it. So in that aspect, not having considered that part of it in your narrative, I certainly relinquish that that is true. And but I'm just talking about taking the player. And right now, the, the according to draft boards, the players that are slated to go uh, first pick, second pick in the first round are the defensive end out of Oregon. Uh, the defensive end out of Oregon is, is by most accounts, uh, going to go number one overall. And then the defensive end out of Michigan, um, Atkinson, is most likely selected uh, at this point. Now, there's so much that ha- is going to happen between now and draft day. But um, so it's basically the difference between those players at this point. Um, I don't think I don't think that uh, Detroit's going to be in the market for a quarterback. So I think that's uh, I mean I think they really? should be. I think they should be. So uh, this is the next thing I was going to say, Dan is uh, to me thinking about just picking the player, right? Let's just talk about that for a second. Let's say you don't trade the player, the uh, the pick. I mean. Typically, your very first pick in the draft would either be a quarterback or an offensive lineman. Correct? Well, it depends on who's available, and it depends on where I'm you're saying picking. majority of the time. Well, again, it depends on who's available, and it depends on well, How many first pick in the draft have been running backs or wide receivers? Um, there have been, so Keyshawn Johnson was a Not a whole one. lot, though. Yeah. Most of the time, it's a, it's a quarterback or a defensive end. It's quarterback or defensive really? end most of the time. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, because you know to build a great team starts. I mean, you on look the at lines. the the Bosa's were one one. Mm. Uh, you look at the the guy for Cleveland was the defensive end for Bosa uh, for Cleveland was one, first overall. Mm. Um, defensive ends are. One You're more one. of a draft geek than I'll ever be, but so I I bow to that too. But I mean, um, usually when I think of the first pick in the draft, what I think of is a quarterback. Sure. You're either trading up to get that quarterback or you're taking him with your pick. Right. And how many of those guys have been busts? A lot. But you also don't want to be the one that takes uh, Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. You don't want to be the team that selected, um, like the like the Bears, that selected Mitch Trubisky over um, over Patrick Mahomes. Um, you, don't, you, know, you don't want to be the, the team that overlooks... You know, a guy that could be your franchise. Are you saying that in retaliation to my argument? No, I'm just saying. I think that helps support my argument. No, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm but just it saying. Happens all too often. Yeah, as people roll the dice, there's higher value on quarterbacks in the draft than any other position. Yeah. So so because call, they, so emailer, I've already said your name three times, but yeah, I bow to the fact that you know the value of the pick is great. So you make a point that. You know, sarcastically, that your team winning really didn't help them a whole lot. You'd be better off losing, but you don't play to lose. That you know, playing to lose, and I don't think the players do. But if that's your franchise's approach, well, you're probably never going to win a Super Bowl. It's hard to bite kneecaps when you're losing. Yeah. So all the time. But you know, and and I'm not saying that they're doing that. You know, but and I, as a fan, I guess once you realize your team isn't very good and they're not going to win a lot. I've been there with the Cowboys, where I would just hope they keep losing so we get the great pick. You know, I want the pick, too, but I'm hoping my team will make the right move when it comes time to pick. So, yeah, it has value because of trading. 
And if you're a Detroit fan, you're not r- real sure that your team's going to make the right pick in the in in that spot. And I mean, there are can't miss guys. You know, John Elway was a can't miss guy. Pretty much everybody knew this guy was going to be great. Um, there were many others, but uh, there are not there are not that many compared to how many picks there have been. This year's going to be a very interesting quarterback draft. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And just lay that out right now because there's no dominant quarterback coming out um, that lit it up all through college. Every quarterback that's coming out this year has some, some pretty big question marks. And then you look at last year, which was a huge quarterback draft, and there were six quarterbacks taken in the first round. And so far, only one of them has panned out. And the one that has panned out was the one taken 15th overall by the Patriots, uh, and, and that being Mac Jones. He's the only one that's really panned out so far. Do you now, remember who the six are? Um, the kid in, in Jacksonville. Yeah, Lawrence. L- L- yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Then the, the kid in San Francisco who barely yeah, played. Who's sitting, yeah. Uh, then you've got the kid um, for uh, Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but I thought there was another one in there before, before him. I thought number three overall was a quarterback as well. Um, but but I'm just saying okay. there, there was like so Herbert wasn't in last year's draft. No, I no, Justin confused. Herbert. This is second year. I think it was Tua. Right. This is Tua his was second two years year. ago. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, Mac Jones played at Alabama after Tua. I got you. So uh, yeah, because I, I was thinking of those guys when you said that, and I'm thinking Tua's doing pretty good right now. But so yeah, yeah so. Yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of them aren't starting yet. We don't know if they're going to pan no, out. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to pan out. Yeah. But just so far, they haven't. Uh, they haven't. Yeah, I got you. So it was five quarterbacks taken. It was Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. That's uh-huh, the one I was right. forgetting. Oh, yeah, uh, right. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Uh, Zach Wilson for the Jets. Trey Lance for the Niners. Justin Fields for Chicago. Uh, Mac Jones for uh, New England. They were the five, and it looks like right now the player that looks the most NFL-ready and and going to grab success being Mac Jones. Yeah, there was a lot of the so-called experts who predicted that and said he'd be the most ready. Yeah, there you go. Dan was one of them. All right, well, let's take a look back at week number 15 in the NFL and quickly. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so in week 15, started out uh, first the Thursday game, but then uh, Sunday games, New England, uh, Indianapolis beat New England 27-17. Pretty uh, entertaining game. Um, Justin, uh, Jonathan Taylor with a run at the end of the game, kind of icing it. Uh, your feelings on Indianapolis? Um, th- they didn't really surprise me all that much. I was surprised by the big play at the end, but that game was a three-point game before that play, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lo- the game looks a lot more of a blowout than, right. it, than it was. It was entertaining, um, and Indianapolis wins the game. Uh, Dan, you... Carson lone- Wentz was terrible. Man. Yeah, he was. You lone wolf that one. And it didn't work out for you. Uh, Buffalo blew away Carolina 31-14. They look like they're back. Detroit upset uh, Arizona, the game we were just talking about. Uh, what's up with Arizona? I don't know. I mean, they, I mean has the league figured them out? Um, I don't know. It's it's not good for them. No, we all picked Arizona. It didn't go well for us. Uh, Miami, 31-24 over the Jets. Miami's kind of on a roll. It looked like they could be a force, possibly. Two is like playing better. Butter. They're on a roll. They have a good defense, and two is playing better. So 
interesting to see how they would do. Our Cowboys, 21-6 over, da- over uh, the Giants. The Giants are a hot mess. Scary because that game should have been 50 to nothing. Should have been. Yeah. You know. uh, Pittsburgh keeps finding a way. They beat Tennessee 19-13 in a real defensive struggle. Yeah. Um, Tannehill looked terrible. I think Pittsburgh's fakers, though. You know, yeah, know they they're pretenders. Yeah. Uh, Houston, 30-16 over Jacksonville. So what? Uh, Cincinnati. I picked Houston. Fair enough. You lone wolf that one and won it. Okay, you got me there. Brandon lone wolf Pittsburgh. So, uh, Cincinnati fifteen ten over Denver. I picked Denver. Denver lost their quarterback in that game. They yeah. lost Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy two gloves let me down. I picked up Drew Locke in fantasy league, but nobody wants to talk about my fantasy team. True story. Uh, Atlanta, San Francisco rolls over Atlanta thirty one thirteen. No surprise there. Uh, Green Bay, they pulled one out over uh, Baltimore, 31-30. Pretty exciting game. The backup quarterback for uh, Baltimore had a game, Huntley. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Huntley. I'm not sure where Baltimore's going, but uh, this is another game, two games in a row, where um, uh, the coach of Baltimore, um, what's his name? Harbaugh. Yeah, John Harbaugh, decided to go for two instead of just taking the extra point and seeing what happens in overtime, and lost the game twice in a row. Your feelings on that? Um, Good move? I like the Foolish. move. I like the move. I really do. Um, I got no, no problem with going for it there. Okay. Um, even though you're at home uh, in there, and that you want to, you know, if you can, t- if you, it, history has shown that when Aaron Rodgers is given the opportunity to win the game in overtime, he comes through more times than not. So, if you have a chance to win it outright, win it. Okay. Felt the other way, but I say you could live to play again, but it is what it is. If they make it, I'm wrong, right? Right. So, uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, New Orleans has Tampa Bay's number, and they had it on last Sunday night, 9 nothing. Just Tampa Bay was so frustrated, couldn't do anything. Now, they did have a few injuries. that Some of them happened in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that factored in a lot? Or you oh, just yeah. think New Orleans just has their number? I, I think that if you're able to put pressure, his whole career, people have been saying that if you're able to pressure Tom Brady up the middle, mm-hmm. um, he he does not handle that well. Yeah, and that's they, what they did. They looked like they just were off. So and New Orleans made him look that way. It's just interesting because New Orleans looked pretty pedestrian at times, but against mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, they look great. Um, Monday Night Football. There were two games because uh, we had the whole COVID effect. So uh, the Las Vegas and Cleveland game was moved back uh, to Monday. Uh, and uh, Las Vegas wins 16-14 over Cleveland. On a last-second field goal. Cleveland was just, they were missing a lot of guys. Yeah. So That was a dog of a Pretty game. close game, though, considering all that. And uh, then Minnesota, they took care of Chicago, 17-9. This game featured a lot of terrible calls, in my opinion. And it was a very sloppy, sloppily played game. And I felt like um, Cousins couldn't seem to really get it going that well all along. But it was fiercely fought. There was a lot of fighting and so on. So these two teams actually seemed quite angry with each other, and that was kind of fun to watch in that aspect because it's football, right? We like to see toughness. But uh, Minnesota wins 17-9, but I'm not convinced that they're that much of a team, really, to be honest with you. Next we got uh, Tuesday games. The L.A. Rams beat Seattle 20-10. to And uh, to me, uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson just... He doesn't have it right now. No. Just, they're done. 
So the Rams roll right along. And then Philly takes care of Washington 27-17 in the other Tuesday game. And I think Philly's now 7-7. Seven and seven. It um, looks like Philly's going to make the playoffs. Again, Washington decimated with injuries, including not having their quarterback. Right. It's going to come down, for Philly, it's going to come down to that last game in Dallas. Uh, whether that game means something for Dallas mm-hmm. or not uh, is going to determine whether or not they, they can make the playoffs. Because right now they're tied with, but are head because of tiebreakers, they're behind the Minnesota Vikings for the last playoff spot. But Minnesota has to play the Rams and Green Bay uh, yet. So... Um, and and uh, Philadelphia has to play Washington and the Giants and then the Cowboys. So, got to be honest, I wouldn't want to see Philly in a playoff scenario only because, especially if they're on a roll at the end of the season, because they can run the ball well, and that would bother me a little bit. And that's one of our weaknesses. So I'm just saying, I'm not sure how you feel about that. Uh, no, I agree. I don't want to play a, a division team three times. True. Next week, uh, I'm going to say I was going to recap the week. Uh, Brandon, uh, he was the high man this week with 11 and four. I went 10 and five, and Dan, you were nine and six. So for the season, Brandon's 126 and 69 in first place. You and you and I, Dan, were only two behind. We're both at 124 and 71. So it's really gotten tight, and uh, you're hanging right in there after being behind by quite a bit for a while. So good for you. As far as the lone wolves, Dan, you were one and two this week. Uh, you don't usually go out on a limb like that, but uh, Good for you. You did get one. Brandon, one and zero, and I didn't take any chances. So for the season, Brandon's ten and four. I'm eighteen and thirteen. I go out there a lot. And Dan, you were ten and eleven for the season under Lone Wolf. So that's how the standings are, and that's the recap. All right. Well, we quickly need to get to week number sixteen. Okay. So. NFL Week 16. Here we go. There's a game going on right now. I haven't checked it out. Hopefully you haven't either because we're going to be picking it. Uh, It's Thursday night as we do this, and San Francisco is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Tennessee. I'm taking the Niners. I like the Niners too, Dan. Uh, I told you that before the podcast. Uh, But apparently Brandon feels otherwise. He's taking the home team, going with Tennessee. Next, we got Cleveland. On Saturday, we got Cleveland at Green Bay. I'm looking forward to this one. Hopefully, Cleveland gets a lot of their players back. But I think my quarterback for my fantasy, both my fantasy teams are in the playoffs, is Aaron Rodgers. So, hoping for the best. Green Bay, a seven and a half point favorite. I'm taking Green Bay. As am I. And I forgot to write Brandon's picks down because I'm a loser. Brandon took the took the Titans. I knew that. He also took the Packers. So we're all in agreement. And then next we have a game I'm really looking forward to, uh, another Saturday game, Indianapolis at Arizona. I think we're going to find out a lot about both of these teams in this game. I am going to take the Cardinals are a one-point favorite at home. They are. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I'm going with Indianapolis, which makes you the lone wolf because... You're the only one to take Arizona. True story. Yeah. Your feelings on why? I just think that Kyler Murray is going to have a big game, and even though mm. he doesn't have one of his best receivers, well, his best receiver, I think uh, that he's due for a big game. Tell you what, I could live with a shootout there, because in your fantasy league. No, well, yes, but if you're pulling for Arizona, I mean, for Indianapolis, you don't want a shootout, because a shootout favors Arizona. 
I want a shootout because I have. I understand you want the points. Yeah, you want the points, but a shootout in that game favors Arizona because Carson Wentz is not the quarterback that Kyler well, Murray. It would still be a shootout, and which means that Carson Wentz putting up numbers. And well, he's my quarterback. He's not going to. But anyway, go ahead. he's my quarterback. Yeah, that's so. my quarterback. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So next Sunday starts off with Detroit at Atlanta. Atlanta, five-and-a-half-point favorite. I will take the Falcons, the Dirty Birds. Really? Hold on, I'm looking at Brandon's picks. Dan's taking the Falcons, I'm taking the Falcons, and so is Brandon. Detroit, will they win two in a row? No. I doubt it. All right. That would really make that emailer cry. Yeah, right. Baltimore is at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, a mere three-point favorite. What we don't know is whether Lamar Jackson will play. I'm on to Cincinnati, and I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, i got to go with the Bengals, too. And apparently, Brandon feels the same way. We're all in agreement. Next, we have the L.A. Rams. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Minnesota. I'm taking the Rams, baby. I knew you would. I don't even have to look. I know Brandon's taking them, but I did look. I'm taking Minnesota. Feel like they'll win at home. Simple as that. I think the Rams are a pretty good team, though. Don't get me wrong. But teams lose. Next, we got Buffalo at New England. This is a big one. Um, This could very well go a long way towards deciding this division. Um, Is New England going to be able to sweep Buffalo this year? I say yes. Give me the Patriots! It's interesting. I thought I was going to be lone wolf in this because I'm taking the Patriots, too. Which makes Brandon Ow! the lone wolf. He's going with Buffalo. Because nobody circles the wagons. Like the Buffalo Bills. That's right. Jacksonville is at the New York Jets in the Yawn Bowl. <laughs> and uh, there's there's no line in this game, which uh, is appropriate. I, I, yeah. So I, I have it as a pick Who do you like, Dan? I'm going to take the Jets. Give me the Jets at home. Okay, so I'm going with Jacksonville and uh, Brandon to the Jets, making me Ow! the lone wolf. I don't have any explanation. I'm just picking them. Gut feeling. Next, we got the New York Giants, who really play in New Jersey, against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, a 10-point favorite. I'm going to go with the E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Can't see going the other way there. There's no way the Giants are beating the Eagles there. Okay, we got Tampa Bay. What about Brandon? Uh, Brandon to the Eagles. Okay. We're all in agreement. Tampa Bay uh, is a 10-point favorite in Carolina. I'm going to go with Tampa, Tampa Bay. Give me Tom Brady, even though he's depleted with a bunch of his weapons out. Yeah, well, he does get his uh, wide receiver back, uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. So that could help the cause Right, for but him. Godwin and... Uh, Evans. And, and, well... Evans, Evans is a maybe, right? Evans is a maybe, but uh, for Leonard Fournette's out, too. That's true. So, yeah, they're hurting, but they still have a good defense. And Carolina is a hot mess, in my opinion. Uh, let's see. Make sure that uh, our friend took took the Bucks, And he did. Next we got, uh, so we're all in agreement. Next we got the L.A. Chargers, a 10-point favorite in Houston. I'm going to take the Chargers. Give me Mr. Herbert. We're all in agreement. The Superchargers will roll over Houston. Next, we have Chicago at Seattle. This is kind of the 
The dog. Yeah, the loser pool. I'm going to take the Hawks. Go Hawks! Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Brandon took the Seahawks, too, which makes me... Oh! The Lone Wolf. I don't understand how you can possibly pick the Chicago Bears. They're going to step up this week, and then their quarterback's going to have a game. <laughs> they haven't stepped up all year. Yeah. This will be the game. Okay. Next, the Steelers are at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking the Chiefs. As are all of us. So we're all in agreement that the Chiefs are going to beat Pittsburgh. Sunday Night Football features the Washington Redskins. Oh, excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. Denver and Vegas. Denver and Vegas. The Denver and Las Vegas Raiders is before Sunday Night Football. You're correct. correct. (laughs) Who do you like in this one? I I don't know who to pick, so I'm going to go with the home team and go with the Raiders. This is a tough one to call. It really is. So Dan's taking the Raiders. Brandon's taking the Raiders. Do I dare go out on the limb? I'm going to do it. I like Denver. Ow! Making me the lone wolf. Sunday Night Football, the Washington football team against our Dallas Cowboys, Dan. We're a ten and a half point favorite. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Um, Washington, no. They just won't have it. That's my opinion. I think they're done. Um, recovering from a terrible loss to the Eagles still depleted yeah I can't see them beating Dallas in Dallas there and Dallas needs to finally get their offense rolling that's what I'm hoping for yes they do this is a good opportunity okay Monday Night Football the final game of the week we got Miami Dolphins a one and a half point favorite over New Orleans another intriguing game in my opinion I'm going to take the Dolphins okay and uh, Brandon he took the Saints so did I you guys, realize, you. you guys realize that the, the Saints are starting a quarterback that's never started a game in the NFL before. Oh, they don't have a uh, taste on? They do not. Mm. Just giving, giving you a heads up. Mm. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> I'm going to still pick them. Okay. Yeah, because I like their defense. Oh! I like their defense. I like them at home. So. I'm lone wolfing. You're now. lone wolfing. So that's week 16's games. Okay, well, um, unfortunately, our time is up. We need to wrap this up quickly. Um, And when we wrap it up, we give it to Frank to talk about some church. Yeah, we'd like to let you know about our church. We attend First Baptist Church in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. It's at 810 Red School Lane. So if you're in that Lehigh Valley area, especially Phillipsburg area, maybe Easton, and you're looking for a church, um, we'd like to have you check us out. Now, first of all, we wanted to let you know that tomorrow night, Christmas Eve, we're having a Christmas Eve service, which starts at 6 o'clock. So 810 Red School Lane, if you're looking for somewhere to go and, you know, celebrate uh, the birth of our Savior, um, we're doing that tomorrow night. We, but typically we meet on Sundays at 10 o'clock, which we will be this Sunday. What time is, this, is the Christmas Eve candlelight service? 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Okay. I did say that. I just wanted to make sure. While you were rustling around with that paper over there and messing with uh, Rich, I was saying that. Was tr- oh, trying to remember sure, to sure, do something sure that, that I was instructed to everybody do. Everybody heard that over the. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dad. Yeah, so we we would like to uh, let you know about our church, and we do have a website, and this is a good way to check us out and find out what we're all about. The website is www.fbcpberg.org. www.fbcpberg.org, and I always hand it over to Dan. After talking about that, um, 
Our church website is wonderful. It's got all the information there, lots of links to videos, and you can watch our services there as well as you can watch the services live on Facebook Live um, or on our church website. Um, or there's another place you can watch YouTube. On YouTube, you can watch our church services live as well um, if you can't make it there in person. But uh, the big thing about our website, you can look at all of our uh, activities, all of our programs, everything there, and lots of great information. But the important thing about our church website is the uh, communication card. The communication card on- online gives you the opportunity if you uh, need to talk to somebody or if you just like somebody to pray for you or even pray with you. Um, just fill out that communication card on the on the church website, and we would love to uh, do that for you and be a blessing to you and your family, especially in these times. And a lot of people out there are pretty lonely and, and sad uh, around the holidays especially. So if you need somebody, you need some prayer, you can be anonymous. You can uh, leave your information. You don't have to. You can be anonymous. And uh, we're not interested in bothering you or, or, or anything like that. We just want to bless you. And so that's what the church, the church website is all about there. Amen. Yeah. So we'd love to see you. Um, we do have the online option, but we'd love to see you at church if you feel like you can make it. It'd be great to see you at 10 o'clock on Sunday or 6 o'clock tomorrow night. It's a really a wonderful service, the candlelight um, Friday night service. So uh, just a couple things. Uh, shout out to my third period homies and Dark Chocolate Delight, uh, Trayvon. Uh, I don't know if we're going to let you get on here or not, uh, but you know we'll talk about it. Uh, but Shout out Hannah. Shout, we already shouted out Hannah. Well, I'm shouting um, her out. Victor. That's right. Um, and uh, Frank, I was instructed by oh, Brian boy. to uh, give you a shout out for uh, your fantasy team in the se- in the semifinals of the uh, of the fantasy football league. I'm very excited. So, Tim Tim Pine, our pastor, who's in the league, texted me today and asked me why it is my team doesn't have any COVID guys. What? How is that? And I told him. Clean living with a question mark. Okay. So, yeah, I've been yeah. fortunate that way. Now, of course, now that I said that, all my players are going to go on COVID uh, list. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Well, we want to thank you for listening and being part of our, our podcast community. We just passed the 4,500 uh, downloads mark, and we're very thankful. That's a, that's a testament to you, our loyal listeners, and we want to thank you for that and pass our podcast on to someone all else. three of you. And without any further ado... May the love of Christ fill your heart. Peace! Football, baseball, tennis, basketball, even sports exotic. Oh. You get guys in soccer and if it's a sport, they've got it. Yeah. They have weird conversations about anything they think. Oh. They have so much in common, it's like their brains are in sync. We got Fox with the jokes. We got Frank with the knowledge. Oh. They care about all ages. They talk about rolling college. Is. They have that high quality content talking about the teams with their big boy shoes and their big boy dreams on. Oh, yeah, you know who it is. Sports Fellowship. Number one. Follow Fox and Frank now.